0: Hey, greetings everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Stare Down. The boys are back in town. We got all five of the podcasters. I'm Sean Carpenter, Columbus, Ohio. The original Bill Risser, St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger, coming Georgia. My buddy Shay Brewer out in Portland, Oregon, and Anthony Malafronte in Tampa, Florida.
1: Playing a fivesome today. What's up, Bill? Not much. Uh, super excited when uh, the participant bell rang, and I saw it was Shay. Ruhr back in the house. So it's going to be fun to ch- chat with Shay tonight. Uh, tonight, um, had, had a great weekend. Watched a lot of football, uh, mostly the pro style, not the college style. I was kind of busy on Saturday with the wife. And then uh, played in a season-ending tournament that um, I didn't play very well. Uh, I, I don't know, Sean, you play a little golf. Is this a good finish on the last five holes? Double, 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 double birdie? What was the last hole? birdie <laughs> ah,
0: i love it man finish with a birdie i love
1: it <laughs> it's all about the last hole <laughs> you're only as good yeah. as
0: your last hole baby that's what okay that's what good mean. then i
1: had a great day uh i had a great day on the golf course and finished out of the money um i finished there they paid the top five spots i was sixth out of about 50 guys so yes
0: you know you know what they say bill if the season would have ended after your last hole and started before your <laughs> last hole
1: i probably would have <laughs> won,
2: won. <laughs> the money yeah. yeah
1: so it was uh yeah what can i tell you a lot of fun a lot of fun uh who's up next
2: todd todd yeah uh ditto great great hearing that uh, shay hopped on i was actually thinking with the start of nba um he, he crossed my mind a couple times because no one no one has nba knowledge like shay and even college basketball uh for sure so that and uh, and looking forward to, to hearing what he has to say um Played tennis this uh, weekend and then took Sunday off. And believe it or not, right before, in 42 degree weather, played uh, a little pickleball. So I did not sweat one bit, wore my ski cap, um, and just had a great time. I think I've told you guys this, uh, pickleball and tennis are not good for each other. If you want to screw your tennis game up, play a lot of pickleball. And if you want to screw your pickleball game, up, play a lot of tennis. But Like scrambles and golf. (laughs) That's my challenge. What's that? It's like scrambles and golf, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's, my biggest worry. I'm in good shape, but other than that, I had a great weekend, and watched a lot of sports and uh, looking forward to uh, hear what you boys have to say. Awesome.
0: Mal, how about you, bud? I know you played in that same tournament as Bill. I did and played uh,
3: pretty much equally as poorly. Uh, <laughs> somehow finished in the money in fifth place. Um,
2: when I finished and made money, even though I played poorly, when
3: dude, fifty <laughs> bucks.
2: <laughs> I would have
3: been 49th out of fifty, most
2: likely. Yeah. Right
3: when you, but it was it certainly was fun. I mean, I had a couple of moments of, of lapses of of concentration that cost me a little bit, and then I, I was just uh, dragged the ball away, Sean. I hit the ball short on number three. I know you remember the hole. It's a par three over the water. Yep. hit it short, chipped it up to about three feet and have a putt for par that I missed. And I was so pissed. I missed it that I dragged the ball away before I knocked the ball in for bogey, which would have been one point.
1: That, that, um, uh, that was weird.
3: Oh, I was, so, and Carney is standing up on the Hill and he, and he's going like this, he's going four, five or four or five or four. And I said, no, Joe, that was a four. And I pulled it away. So now it's a five. Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. So, so you, uh, once you're once you're a double, you just pick up, right? I mean, in theory.
1: Right,
3: exactly. You
1: can eight exactly. points.
3: Uh, ah, just a brain uh, fart. Uh, it was. It was an absolute brain fart. You know, when you get into those situations, and I just put too much pressure on myself, right? And I, I stopped thinking. When I missed the putt, I was like, okay, I missed the putt. Now it doesn't mean anything. But the next one was about, I don't know, about eight inches?
1: Not I, even that. Just had a, yeah.
3: yeah, I just had to knock it back in, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Um But – uh, beyond that, celebrated the 35th anniversary last night. Uh, had the lovely bride out. to. We actually went out to dinner, which was very nice. Uh, a good friend of ours. When you guys come to Tampa, we will go to Esposito's. Looks uh, good.
0: Your pictures you shared on Instagram look good. Sean, we, when we
3: did the Mount Rushmore of condiments, one of my five was white truffle moose.
0: Yeah. I, I don't
3: know what's in this would, stuff. You had just been that place. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what's do you, in this stuff, but you can put it on a business card, and the business card would taste good. That's all I can say. This stuff you, is delicious. Do you it's need to delicious. fill Shea
2: in on the Mount Rushmore? Or we'll do it later, right, Sean? He was he was gone for a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can that, fill, that's what the Phil Mount Marcos Rushmore of
3: condiments, Shea and white truffle mousse at Esposito's in Tampa made my list, and it was it was it was reinvigorated in my mind last night. They serve it with. With seared scallops, these fried basil leaves, um, the the white truffle mousse, and and toasted uh, pinoli nuts, and when you put the whole thing in your mouth at once, it's just like holy cow, it, it's so good. And where's the, Rocky,
2: where's the passion
3: Rocky, the proprietor of the restaurant, got us a nice table, kind of out of the way, so we were we were m- well farther away than six feet from folks, and we had a really nice Uh, we had a nice dinner it was nice to just be the two of us and reminisce
0: about 35 years it was a lot of fun my mother the pope and the green bay packers (laughs) 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 i love the passion there happy anniversary to you and lydia shay catch us up man what's been going on out in the pacific northwest
4: Man, I'm so happy to be back on a podcast with you guys talking sports like this is this is it man having a beer talk sports and and hang out with you guys man see your smiling faces is it, that's, that means a lot to me it Means a lot
0: good man good to have you back uh uh guys let's jump into it because we got a lot to talk about um uh we always kind of start with championships um n- not being a homer but mls just ended their season uh shortened season They they evacuated it but guess what columbus crew uh, wins the championship. They're second in the, in the, in the league. Kind of cool because if you remember last summer, the previous owner was trying to move the team to Austin, Texas. They were trying to backdoor the city. They held the, the city hostage uh, and it was going to leave them. And then the Haslams, the owner of the Browns came in and said, all right, then we're just going to buy them. We're going to keep them in Columbus. And we're building a new stadium. You flew into Columbus today. You, you'd fly right over the top of the new stadium, downtown Columbus, right next to our baseball stadium. Going to be an amazing Things so are not a bad way to, to sell some tickets uh, into a new arena. They, they went three, nothing over the Seattle Sounders who Shay, you know, they've been a pretty solid team the last four or five years. I believe they've won three cups uh, in the last six years, maybe three out of six. Um, so a, a solid win there. And then Bill, did you, uh, our LPGA.
1: Yes. Correspondent? I'm the LPGA, uh, uh correspondent. <clears throat> correspondent. Yep. Uh, yeah, a Monday finish, a rare Monday finish in the Women's US Open, a little rain issue on Sunday down in Houston. And uh, A-Lim Kim, right, from South Korea with the win. But a, a yep. great story with Amy Olsen, right? Did you hear about this, right? Yeah. She yep. finished in second. Tragic,
0: but, but, but yeah.
1: Yeah, her, her father-in-law passed away Saturday. So she, she shows up for the Sunday round, and, and uh, her you know people they didn't know she's she was going to be able to play and she ends up having she shoots two under finishes one shot back um and said during the round every shot she hit she would sing the lyrics you lift me up uh, to stand on the stormy seas or walk on stormy seas and and before every shot because that wow. was just a reminder of her father-in-law um so i guess she's married to a football player that uh, coaches now at North Dakota State and uh Cool, great. tribute. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Great for a Lim Kim and uh, Amy Olson. Also, Amy Olson also wins in a way. Um, yeah. She probably picked up some per- fans on,
0: on that, you know, some supporters
1: and perseverance. Yeah. And strength. So it's good.
0: All right. We're going to, we're going to talk college football. Um, briefly two games that didn't happen that were big uh, Ohio state, Michigan uh, canceled because of uh, COVID COVID issues in Ann Arbor. Uh, they ended up canceling their game this week against um they were supposed to play, Maryland, I guess. And Notre Dame Clemson didn't play this week. They didn't play each other. They weren't supposed to play each other. But the ACC basically said, look, they're already in the playoffs or they're already in the the championship game. No sense in having them risk a loss. Um, Maybe we'll circle back to that because, Todd, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. Let's talk about the late game first. Uh, Florida goes in a 23-and-a-half-point favorite to their home field. Against LSU, a team with only 54 scholarship players. Basically, their tight starting tight end. One of their receivers, two of their safeties uh, have opted out of the season. They basically have phoned it in. LSU is three and five.
2: Um, it was senior Florida, night, wasn't it? Yep. Yes.
0: Saturday night, Florida, you know, coming in with, you know, their ticket already punched to Atlanta. Heisman Trophy candidate, Kyle Trask, going to put up big numbers, throw to his buddy, Kyle Pitts. They come on the field. They say, hey, by the way, Kyle Pitts isn't playing. Clearly Kyle Trask couldn't do much in the red zone without the weapon Kyle Pitts. Um, Florida loses the game by three, uh, but it's not that easy. Todd, just your, I'll, I'll let you break it down. We can talk about the shoe. We can talk about the lack of, of fire. We can talk about the turnovers by Trask. We can talk about LSU's Max Johnson having his first start. Uh, we can talk about Dan Mullen you know, what do you,
2: where do you want to go? Hold on. I'm filling up my dry race board with all those. (laughs) Um, So I'll go with me because it's always about me. I'm the youngest. I need attention. Um, Before the game, Sean, I just was not comfortable, right? Just wasn't comfortable. When LSU is a a look ahead game, it it makes you nervous, right? And we were in a, a group text with college buddies and I kind of relegated myself off the text because I was just very salty. Um, in the first quarter, everyone's like, oh, at this pace, Trask is going to win the Heisman. And if we play like this against Bama, we're going to get killed. And my whole point was we, we have to win today. Like, it seems like entire Gator Nation had, had looked over LSU. We were going to win. It was senior night. It's our last home game. Let's go play Alabama. Um, and LSU, this was their bowl game. They were three and six. This is it. This is their last game. So extremely frustrated. Uh, not that you lose, but the way the way that you lose. Um, looking ahead, worrying about who's going to win individual awards. Caltras um, certainly didn't have his best game. Probably his worst game of the year. Uh, arguably, right? Um, a couple fluke turnovers. Um, uh, the 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 guy who defender was out of bounds, reestablished himself, caught the ball after it hit someone's helmet. Um, just really just some wonky weird plays. Um, and, yeah, let's get down to it. Let's get down to Marco Wilson, right? Um, it was 34-34, third and long, Sean, maybe 12 or 9. Third 10. Yep. Uh, stop him. Marco Wilson tackles. Um, I think it was the quarterback, right? Not a running back. It was the quarterback, I believe. No, it was their tight end. Tight end, okay. And his shoe came off, and he chucked it 30 yards downfield right in front of the world and got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. The drive lives on, um, Credit to their kicker, hit a 57 yarder, which was not a gimme to win. Uh, Florida did a great job, giving our kicker McPherson a chance to win and unfortunately missed a 52 yarder um, at the buzzer. Um, that said, and I'll throw it back to you, Sean, is I've, um, I'm not a huge Marco Wilson fan, but I've, I've totally forgiven him. Um, I don't think it was a showboat play. I just think he did something really dumb. Uh, really spurring the moment and he's taken a ton of heat uh, but I don't think it was premeditated um, so hopefully he grows from it but the bigger picture is I think Florida should have never been in that position with a minute 30 left where that penalty would have uh, yeah. uh, the game so as as mad as I was at Marco Wilson and it took me a while he's just a 20 year old kid um, he has plenty of starts plenty of snaps shouldn't have done it but um, I just think he got excited and wasn't thinking so um, What about you, Sean? What are your what are your takeaways? Well, you know it's um,
0: very first drive of the game. We go down, we get inside the five, fourth down. We're going to go for a field goal. Uh, They're offsides, so it's going to push. It doesn't give us an automatic first down or anything like that, like in the NFL. We go inside the two. Mullen says, "Let's roll." You know, let's let's go for it. We get stuffed on the on the first play of the game. It just just you kind of had had red zone
2: issues all night, right? Red Red zone zone issues
0: issues all night. You just had an eerie feeling if Kyle Pitts was in the game. Uh, the play calls are different. We came out. I think the first drive, we threw it seven out of ten, seven out of eight times. Um, we we didn't ever really try and run. We had a couple wonky like end sweeps, jet sweeps to Kadarius Tony. I don't know. It's just one of those games where you know Trask numbers at the end of the day. You know, 474 yards passing, uh, four touchdowns, two through the air, two on the ground. So turnover and the big a big fumble at the end of the half yep. was huge. Yep. You know, um, gave another three three points. Just just a frustrating, you know, thing that you know it's hard to, you know, when you see your team and you're thinking, you know, had we come out look dominant, I think the city Gator Nation believes we had a chance to go into Atlanta, and 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 stand up toe to toe with Alabama, and and you know, even if they even if they would have won fifty two to thirty four, you say, look, we can score with anybody. And can we stop, and can we have the ball last? And so, look, here's a stat I'll share with you, and then I want to get the other three guys' thoughts. Um, Florida has, in their two losses, given up 78 points. We've lost by a total of six six points points total. If we give up 70 points instead of 78, (laughs) we're undefeated. Yep. You know, so – Bill, Bill, you said you didn't watch much. Let's let's no, then let's I, just get your thoughts on living down there, and then I want to hear what Mal and and Shay out west yeah. have to say.
1: Look, I I saw the uh, the interception on the sideline with the two knees in bounds reestablished. That was very unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable because I thought for sure the other guy would bounced off his helmet. He had he his foot was down, but it wasn't. in instant replay proved it was a good pick. Yeah, um, yeah. but I'll tell you. My take on the season so far is this: You guys have bitched about the defense every fricking week. I mean, that's not that's Ooh. just a that's just the way they are. The defense is struggling and has struggled all year. They're in for a, it's going to be tough next week, really, Ooh. really tough, because Alabama can score a lot. And right. uh, Bill's,
0: Bill's 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 giving away his pick for the for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the SEC spoiler. She might, might go with Bama. I don't know.
1: I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. uh, if the score um, 58 58-55, sure, Florida's got a chance. <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna, you know, uh, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna struggle. Mac Jones is gonna have a big day. That's my take. Yeah, yeah. Mal, it's nothing we're, we're not thinking funny. about, Bill. I know. We're <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry, I'm not. No, I'm saying it's not. <laughs> it's,
2: it's a valid it's a valid take for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mal, you you
0: said to us before we went on the air. Um, you and Todd must've been ready to throw something at your TV. I mean, you've seen a lot of plays happen. You've seen a lot of poor choices. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't anything, um, didn't punch anybody. It wasn't like that kid in Texas that hit the referee. Um, but it was just a bad play that hurt other people on the team. Mm. No, I think Todd's point is
3: very good. He's a 20 year old kid playing with a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, he had a shoe in his hand. He was excited. They stopped to the play, and he threw it down the field. I'm sure as soon as he saw the flag thrown, he wished he hadn't done it. Um, but leading up to that moment, the entire game was about Florida not doing the things they needed to do. Pretty much mm-hmm. the entire game. Uh, that's kind of what struck struck it for me. They just they just weren't clicking on all all cylinders. No one mentioned why Pitts didn't play. He seemed like he, he was running around the sideline. It looked like he could play. I, I don't know. Did any, does anyone know all, why he, he didn't, didn't? I heard he all had week. practice all week. Yeah. He practiced all
0: week okay. and they didn't feel comfortable putting him out yeah. there. Um, you know, now, it you just, know it was a,
3: as a you know As rooting for Florida, I mean, I have a son who graduated from there and I have two good buddies on this podcast who graduated from there and they're diehards. Uh, I wanted them to do well. I wanted them to go into the following week, you know, having done well. And they just never really looked like they were, they just didn't click. They just didn't have it the entire game.
0: It was a classic case of unforced errors, right? Yes. You know, I mean, Mullen Mullen was kind of incredulous with Todd McShay at the halftime interview where he said, you know, what are you doing, coach? He goes, well, how many yards we got? 340. All right. And we're, we're down by three? Okay, we're doing pretty good. It's it's our mistakes, that, you know. If we would just score in the red zone, and you know, I mean, uh, Mullen Mullen with his approach, and after the game, and even a couple of days later, he didn't gain any extra fans outside of Gator Nation. Hey, um, what was I your found thought? He's though? not a good.
2: He's not a good loser, Sean. He's not no. a good loser. No, yeah.
0: he'll he'll thumb us you though, Todd. Right? <laughs> he will.
4: He will. <laughs> I, guys, I got I got two things on this game. One thing uh, I found it interesting that every point that LSU scored was either by a freshman or a sophomore. Mm. Every point they, in that game.
2: They got talent, right? They got oh, talent.
4: So that, that, that tells you something about what's going on there, there at LSU. And so for an opportunity for them to play spoiler, essentially, um, and kill any shot, well, to make it really difficult you. for Florida to get into the the, the playoff, um, that meant a lot to Coach Orgeron and those kids down at Florida. Um, but I got one more thing. Does the name Elijah Moore ring a bell to you guys? Yep, sure does. <laughs> Elijah Moore was the guy, was the player from Old Miss last year hmm. during the Egg Bowl, who uh, got the excess exex- excessive celebration penalty for uh, two names, right? Yeah, <laughs> they uh they they came from the same area in South Florida, played with each other actually at one point in time in South Florida. Uh, yeah, he he and that. Marco Wilson.
2: Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. No, you're exactly right. Yeah,
0: yeah, certainly. Um, Little different circumstances. One was premeditated. One probably wasn't. Um, You know, I think Bill to your both bonehead, right. He tackled the guy, he tackled the guy and Marco Wilson has been kind of in the, in the crosshairs of the fans all season early in the game. He gets a, he gets a, he gets a pass interference penalty to give up a third and 11, right. Later in the game, he falls down running backwards to cover the receiver and gives up a 34 yard play on third and six. He finally stops the guy on third and 10. And I think he stood up to say like, F you, everybody, I can, I can stop somebody. He just happened to have the shoe in his hand and, and you know, didn't think to, you know, th- what, what that, what the, what the, what it looked like. And so look, uh, we can talk about all night long, but, but that would bore everybody else. But listen, let's talk about a couple other games. I want to talk about before we get to this week's games, Carolina opened up a can of running whoop-ass on Miami hurricane. Hurricanes. They they ran for 533 yards. Two running backs. They I heard a stat, I heard a stat today. Listen to this, Bill. They had 181 yards of rushing before contact.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I, love their, I love that they're measuring that. That's awesome. <laughs> they
0: had a guy go for 300 and something and and 280 um, against Miami and you know, I, I've never played football. I think Shay, you have. When when your defense sees the guys line up, and and you've 533 yards through the air, I guess you can figure. You know, but through through seven or eight guys at the line, that's crazy.
2: That's an offensive line domination right there, right? I mean, that's that's all that yeah, is.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm peeking at Michael oh, Carter's stats: 24 carries, 308 yards. He averaged 12.8 yards a carry. <laughs> so. That's 24 first downs right there. I mean, from from one guy. And what did Jamail, the other guy,
0: uh, the other uh, the other receiver? Uh,
1: I don't see his numbers. I got to go file find them the for you. Uh, Jamail, twenty-three carries, two hundred and thirty-six yards. He only averaged ten point three yards per carry. <laughs> <laughs> and they both. But he ended both, up with three touchdowns. <laughs> three touchdowns. Yeah, three he touchdowns, had three. Right. Yeah. And they're um they both both had the exact same longest run of sixty-five yards. So.
2: Wow. And here's why Here's why college football is so crazy and maybe why we shouldn't be so shocked over the LSU upset at Florida is Carolina lost to FSU, who's having oh. a miserable season, right? It's unbelievable. I mean, how do they blow doors against Miami, right? 11 at the time, one loss, right. and, and, and lose to an, an, an FSU. You know,
0: they're probably going to take Miami's spot in the Orange Bowl. You look at, yeah. they look at North Carolina, you're like, okay, they lost to Notre Dame. All right, they lost to Clemson. And they lost to Florida State. You <laughs> know, it's just – it's, you know, it is, it is, there is some argument. Go ahead. Shade.
4: I know we talk about it being a weird year, but this is something like a game like this, you kind of have to fault the ACC for this, right? Like we talk about motivation for kids, like eliminating a week of games pretty much rules out Miami for any contention for the ACC championship. And now it's like, well, what are we really playing for? Yeah.
2: Right. Well that's what Dan Mullen was taking shots, which I wish he wouldn't, but he saying we're we're penalized for playing 10 sec games we're eight and two which is a great record but other conferences are just you know filing games away you know and and what yeah I, it's just a weird year that it's is, is going
1: to be interesting year. you think about it right if, if, if it's a if it's a notre dame or or clemson you know playing in the national championship against uh, an sec team um they're they should be more well rested they should be fresher right they played just like Ohio State, same, yeah. same Half argument. The there, right? Half the games. Half the games. Oof, yep. interesting.
0: Um, two other quick games just to mention before I, we look ahead. Uh, Coastal Carolina, pretty mm. big win there at Troy. They, they fall down with, a, I think, what was it, 49 seconds left in the game maybe? They come all the way down, and, and they need a touchdown, and they get it um, yep. over the middle. And then USC, uh, you know, Bill, I know you're a Pac-12-er. Um, they are <laughs> somehow staying yeah. alive three – three last possession wins they're five and zero, so they're just, another team like ohio state just there. like
1: ohio state five and zero, baby
2: yeah <laughs> sorry um can't keep it straight bill move. do you have a big rivalry game this weekend that you want to talk about uh i don't know lucky number seven i mean you know if you have
1: if you have lucky sevens but you throw a zero behind one it's pretty impressive <laughs> <laughs>
2: seven, 70 to seven.
1: 70 to seven over the uh the uh, mild cats, no hashtag no pity for the kitty. Hashtag forks wow.
4: up.
2: hashtag a sun devils. when
0: you when you can beat your <laughs> rival that bad, like Ohio State 63-24. Oh,
2: on Michigan. the road too, right, Bill? On the road? Uh, oh, yeah, in an,
1: in an empty, you know, uh, Arizona Stadium exactly what they call it. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a piece of crap. I've been there for a couple of games. Um Someone yeah, that's fired, always it's just it's there's two big schools in the state and they got to the, you know, you get that for the next 365 days. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> 70 to seven.
4: You beat your rival so, so bad they, they fired, fired the coach him. immediately. Yeah. yeah, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: X X SEC coach, right? Texas A and M and someone. Yeah. Yeah. So your, he's gone. your coach coaches
2: fired, Shay.
0: Yeah, we'll get we'll get to yeah. the coaches in just a second. Let's talk. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, let's talk coaches now. Oops. So someone gone. Uh, Gus Malzahn at Auburn gone. Oops. Um, obviously, Will Muschamp gone. Uh, that one's already been filled though. Uh, two of them have been filled. Uh, Shay, Who's Shane, the Vandy coach? Shane Beamer, um, mm. is at USC, uh, the son of Frank Beamer, yeah. Uh, yeah. offensive coordinator, co co-head coach at Oklahoma right now. And, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on the SEC, uh, or I'm on the South Carolina email, uh, cause of Riley. And, uh, this guy is, is getting a ton of love down there. Um, the, the, Lattimore and Alshon Jeffrey and all the big name players are hundred percent behind him. Um, he coached under, listen to this guys, his, he he played four years at Virginia tech. He coached then underneath Philip Fulmer, Steve Spurrier, Kirby smart, um, back to Virginia tech. And then Lincoln Riley, uh, at Oklahoma, not a bad little tree, young guy, going to do good recruiting, um, obviously, got a long way to go with Georgia and Florida in the east. Um, also, Virginia Tech does not fire Justin Fuentes, which is bad news for Florida fans because a lot of rumors that Todd Grantham, our defensive coordinator, was going to go there as head coach. Um, so that's Derek, that's, Derek I mean, Mason
2: got fired, right? And the Notre Derek Dame system. got
0: fired and was just filled uh, by the Notre Dame Lee? defensive coordinator, Chris Lee, I believe, or Lee, something like that.
2: Um,
0: Now, let me ask you, what what championship game this week are you most looking forward to? Let me tell you what they are. You got the Sun Belt with Louisiana, Coastal Carolina, 9-1 versus 11-0. You got Tulsa versus UC, the Cincinnati Bearcats in the Atlantic, or the American Athletic. Clemson, Notre Dame, Northwestern, Ohio State kicks off today. Oklahoma, Iowa State, USC, Oregon, that's on Friday night. And then Florida-Bama. Now, which game, if you had to pick one, it's going to get your attention. Also in Cincinnati. Okay.
3: I think they're they're probably – I don't know if they're evenly matched. I think they're a little bit more evenly matched than any of the other games. That I think that's
0: played. a 14-point spread, though, Todd. would you check Is on it? that? I,
2: yeah, I think uh, so. I will, really, Sean. Sean. Yeah. I'd be happy to.
4: <laughs> Shady, but how about have, you? I, I... 13 and a hook. Um, yeah. You know, guys, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm looking forward to the Pac-12 championship. Really? Um, it wasn't originally supposed to be Oregon. There was a change that was made yesterday uh, because yeah. Washington wasn't able to play. Um, and, and, and being in the Northwest, I, I want to see Oregon do well, but I actually want to see Oregon lose really badly. And the reason is, we talk about Gus Malzahn being fired, but Mario That's Cristobal's Chris- number one on the list. <laughs> he's Oregon's head coach and I really want them to lose this game so we can get Cristobal back to the SEC where he belongs.
2: Uh-huh. Cincinnati <laughs> spreads actually 14 and a half. Right. Oh. So, uh, yeah.
3: More than I would have thought.
2: Yep. Yeah. I think if they would have played
0: last week, cause they were supposed to play that game last week, Mal, uh, their, their regular season game then they, they knew they were going to be playing again. Um, so it would have been interesting. So I think, you know, Cincinnati's probably got no choice, but to come out and try and, and hang up half a hundred. Right. I mean, um, have any yeah. semblance of an opportunity should something happen, Bill, how about you? What game is on your radar?
1: I mean, like it's Florida, Alabama. I mean, you know, I live here now. Um, I'm a, I'm a, a i am ai am guess a Gator by default, which is, you know, it's not the bad, it's not the worst thing. If, you know, if you guys are cool. both FSU guys, I'd probably be FSU. So, um, yeah, I, I just hope that, uh,
0: if Trask we were both FSU guys, if we were both FSU guys, we'd be working at McDonald's right now. We wouldn't be able to do the
2: I didn't, I didn't say that, boys. I didn't say that. It's the record state, the record state.
1: Wow. What about, what you could both could have been Miami guys.
0: We'd be um, in prison.
2: Uh, you, have that prison? prison. <laughs> you went
1: with prison. Oh, Nellie. Okay. Um, I'm glad I recorded this. Uh, so yeah, uh, Bama, Florida. Let's just, you know, yeah, I guess you never know. Right, right. You never know. LSU beat Florida at home on Senior Night. You never know. Yep. There you go. There's <laughs> yeah, the positive listen, takeaway um, from LSU beating Florida.
0: I know what Todd's gonna pay attention to. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about this, Shay, Mal? Let me get your thoughts on this. You so, know have, for sure. You,
2: you don't know for sure. You got
0: two Heisman Trophy f- finalists in Ian Book and Trevor Lawrence going head to head. You got three potentials in out in in Georgia with Trask with Mac Jones and with Devontae Smith, who has now been installed now is the leading candidate. Wow! Um, Wow. I think there might be a lot of people out there that say, why is it always going to be a quarterback? And Devontae Smith is pretty damn good. And maybe Mac Jones wouldn't have the numbers he'd have if he didn't have Devontae Smith (laughs) and -and so-and-so. And so a couple questions here. Does Devontae Smith have a chance? And do you think, Two players on the same team could hurt both players on that team. And because they're from Alabama, there's people in Colorado and Montana and Michigan that just say, man, I'm tired of Bama. I'm not going to give it to a the, Bama the, player.
1: The F F Bama contingent out there.
0: Right. In country. Now your, your thoughts on just the Heisman and, and the three people in one game.
3: Uh, the answers are yes. And yes, three players in one game could hurt them all. Right, just in overall, uh, uh, overall voting. I mean, you didn't even mention Najee Harris, who was also in the talk for uh, uh, for the Heisman for a while. Mac Jones and uh, Trask—they can do themselves more harm than good, right? In a big game, not not performing up to standard.
1: Yeah, I want to know what I want to know what War Eagle has to say too.
4: As I, you guys know I don't like Alabama. I don't like anything about <laughs> Alabama. But what I will say, I will say this, man. Sarkeesian's got the guys rolling. And to see an Alabama football team put up points the way they're putting up points this year, it's, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. When you look at the numbers and you talk about Najee Harris, Najee Harris put up, is putting up better numbers than Derrick Henry or uh, Mark Ingram when they won Heisman <laughs> at Alabama. So, I mean, if you talk about numbers, they they legitimately have three Heisman candidates on the same team. Yeah. But Devontae Smith, he's he's a monster, man. I, I think that, yeah, I think that he could definitely pull it off as far as Heisman goes. I don't um, know
0: who in the secondary at Florida they can put on because if they double team him, then Pegram and all the other guys are just gonna, you know, I mean, it's gonna be a matchup nightmare. This, and my guess is Saban's gonna immediately find out whatever side Marco Wilson's on and put Devontae Smith on him all day long, knowing his head is not going to be there.
1: You know, does uh, – does, uh, so Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jets. Does uh, Devontae Smith go to the Bengals to pair up with Barrow,
2: Burrow?
0: No, mm. listen, listen, Bill, <laughs> that, sound, that sounds good, but people in Cincinnati will burn that stadium down if they don't get a left tackle.
2: Oh, they, gotcha,
1: okay.
0: They've got to get protection for Burrow. All right. I mean, yeah, because I was thinking I was thinking Kyle Pitts would be great with Burrow, but they've got to get offensive line help. We can talk about that later, but that's a great thought.
2: Hey, Sean. Sean, one last thing about the SEC championship game. Um, I think, again, horrible loss to LSU. Uh, <laughs> as Coach Spurrier established back in 1990, um, this game he calls them huggers, right? You win this game, you're hugging everyone. Bulls. Um, <laughs> The first two goals every year was the goal one was win the SEC East. Goal two is win the SEC championship, and the national championship. Either even if you do one and two, uh, stuff has to happen. So he, when asked, he says, "I don't worry about the national championship. Trust me, I want to play in it, but some of that's beyond my control." So as daunting of a task it is, um, the coaches get paid a lot of money to to put Florida in his best position to win. I really, honestly say, I don't care. If we win or lose, I just want to go and play well and uh, not lay an egg like we did against LSU, right? Not get blown out. Give us a chance to win. So it's a big opportunity. So hopefully those coaches are, are getting everyone in the best position possible. That said, um, Alabama is a 17-point favorite for a very good reason, very good reason right? Yeah. Shay,
0: you know what Alabama's closest game has been this year?
2: I don't. 15 <laughs> Third. points crimson and white i think right the
4: spring 15, game wow 15 points <laughs> the spring wow. game is that when they played themselves <laughs> yeah
0: crimson versus white. yeah
1: <laughs> wow
0: 15 points is their closest so you know it's gonna and they're going up against a, a defense gonna have, have them licking their chops now if they go out and make mistakes early a pick six a fumble um you know that could change That's things. You. So we'll see yeah, you know. okay. we'll see Never um know. All right, got to talk NFL. Uh, some good games. All of us who have teams in, in you know, Todd, I want to start with your game Sunday night. Let's start with, with the positive after we talked about you negative with your Gators. Let's talk Woo. Bills. Yeah, hey, Bills. by the way, Pitt, Pittsburgh hasn't won a game this month.
2: Right. <laughs> they were, what, 11 and 0? Now they've lost two, I think. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, just seem to be, you know, they're legit, legit team. Um, seem to be gelling Josh Allen. Is, deal um offense playing well defense playing well just uh you know cautiously optimistic uh they had it rolling going to the playoffs last year i believe they won one game and lost in the second round so as long as the progression is there um i just exciting um exciting team to watch they're they're rootable if that's even a word right um but yeah uh beat a good pittsburgh team but pittsburgh seems to be going the wrong way so you, you have to win that if you're if you're buffalo
0: and Todd, while you got the floor, your your team on the other side of the conference, Green Bay Packers, now in the driver's seat in the NFC, thanks yep. to New Orleans' loss at Philly. Uh, that was a big, big uh, turn of events, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and um, I think I mentioned this earlier in the year, um, but with um, what's the coach's name? Tim Floyd. Is that am I saying that correctly? Who's Fleur? the uh Fleur? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm butchering it, but. Anyway, second year under his system, Aaron Rodgers seems to be better than ever. Um, he really does. It's 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 almost Tom Brady esque, but he doesn't. Um, he's not as old as Brady, um, but re- really doing well um, and and fun to watch. So um, they don't play well in domes against Detroit. And I think they struggled a little bit, but anytime you know if you look at their past 15 years, they usually struggle in Detroit no matter how good or bad they are. So that's that's a huge win for, for the Packers. Wow, your Giants
0: had it in their hands. They, they had a good opportunity, and um, they got a tough stretch here at the end. Hey, Daniel Jones probably shouldn't have played. Yeah, he went out in the well, second he brought, quarter.
3: He, uh, he started the game, but he was obviously hobbled, and I think they left him in there a little bit too long. Uh, but their defense, which has been playing very well for the five wins they had previous to today, uh, uh, Sunday, excuse me, uh, just didn't play well. Uh, uh, they, uh, I didn't see the whole game. I saw as much as I could on the red zone because we don't get the game here in Tampa. But, uh, what, what I read is their defense just didn't didn't make it happen. Uh, and Daniel Jones probably shouldn't have played, uh, they probably should have sat him out, but we're making the proper strides, uh, Someone told us we'd have five or six wins at the beginning of the season. We probably would have taken it, and we already have it. So uh, things are headed in the right direction for the Giants.
0: Yep. Unfortunately for you guys, the Forty Nine or the the Washington football team found a way to win in, San Frans- to win, in right? okay. I guess in Arizona against San Francisco. Yep. Um, so they now are in the driver's seat in the East. Um, Bill, your boys had a beautiful day of football. I mean, your guys' golf on Sunday must have been gorgeous because Oof. what I saw in Tampa for the Vikings game was just perfect weather.
1: It was it was ideal football weather. Beautiful day. Chamber of Commerce weather. Chamber right? of Commerce weather. And um, we just want to – you know, I know we we owe something to Dan Bailey, the kicker for the, <laughs> the Vikings, because, look, he he was a stud with the Cowboys for like five straight years. He was one of the best kickers in football three field goals and an extra point he missed in this game. That was, you know, a 12-point game and 10 points off of uh, his, his toe. So that that was a huge, uh, huge advantage. And it was a big deal because, you know, uh, the Vikings were a game behind the the uh, Bucks for the wild card, the second and third spot. The Vikings are now out of that slot. In fact, I was listening to a bunch of Homer Viking guys on Sirius getting back to the house after golf. You know, it's just to listen to the other side is kind of fun and and like they they had a a running uh, dalvin cook went for 10 yards at the middle on the first play he goes take that you font you vaunted you know buccaneers defense haven't allowed 100 yards rushing i'm like dude it's the first run of the game to go in there it was very homer (laughs) Homer homer-esque but they had it all figured out that the the odds makers or the power index all that stuff was if the vikings won they had a 77 percent chance of making the playoffs if the vikings lost it was a 50-point spread. It went down to 27% chance of making the playoffs. That's how big that game was for the Vikings. Uh, so they couldn't pull it off. Bucks, Bucks do what they had to do. Gronk looked good. Um, Brady looked good, and um, we'll see what happens. And they've got a nice, uh, relatively simple schedule going in. I think I said this last week, but I will keep saying it till it's over. They play the Falcons twice, which is great. Sorry,
2: sorry Shane. <laughs> sorry, Todd. But uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's Advantage Tampa, right?
4: Advantage Tampa. Say the
0: game you had on your radar was it Seattle out there? Was it? Uh, I believe you're a Raiders fan, right?
4: No, 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 not not hardly. Um, uh, Seattle out here, and then I still still root for the Falcons. Okay. Seattle, um, Seattle
0: they played the Jets, so.
1: <laughs> nope, they played the
4: Jets. Wait a minute, we let Russ cook a little bit. We're getting Russ cooking again. Russ is cooking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> cooking with gas. <laughs> uh, for take out for a while <laughs> all right and really quick let's talk
0: about the game last night um it not only was an epic fun game to watch it was one of the best twitter follows of the year with lamar jackson going out with you know what was rumored to be cramps but quickly on twitter it got lit up that he was um he had to go poop and uh, he was out for pretty much the whole fourth quarter uh, Baker Mayfield led them back, take the lead with a two-point conversion with a, you know, and they had um, what was the kid's name from Penn state who was in the, as a backup QB. Um,
4: Chase McSorley. Chase McSorley.
0: Yeah. yeah. So he, 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 you know, does nothing. The first drive Browns get the ball. They come back, they score the two point conversion to go up by one after Parkey missed a field goal and an extra point. Um, long story short, they drive down with uh, they're coming up on the two minute warning. Browns have the lead now by one. McSorley gets sacked on third and four. It hits the two-minute warning, but as the two-minute warning is happening and it goes to fourth down, here comes Lamar Jackson out, like a like a Willis Reed almost, you know, like he comes out and um, they put him in the game. Browns just have to stop and they're going to win the game. No more timeouts for, but they they give up a fourth down pass after. Mar Jackson has been running all over them, throws over the top of the defense to Marquise Brown, who had dropped three passes earlier in the game. Right. Shay, were you watching it? Shay? Yeah. He, he goes in for a touchdown. Yeah. Then Baker comes down and li- r- literally sliced through. They kept running that, that play to Landry on the left-hand side. They never covered it. He gets down. And as soon as he scored, I texted you guys and you guys were all asleep. And I said too much time on the clock. Um, he, I think that drive shade took forty six seconds.
4: Yeah, it took less than a minute. It was less than a minute when they, so they scored. scored
0: with one. They scored the the last the first play of the uh, after the overtime. So one fifty two maybe. They go for two to take the five the the three point lead, and or the seven point lead, and then Baker goes down and like in forty four seconds and scores, um, and then as soon as you know they get three plays, stop the clock, and then you know, Justin Tucker, reliable kicker, man, 55 yarder. And then, and then uh, let me, let's just talk to, let, I don't know. Let me pick the, the random de- degenerate on the show that I can talk to uh, the last play of the game with two seconds left. They try the flea flicker play and it goes, I think there was like 16 passes. It finally gets into the end zone and you're thinking like, Oh no, no, no. Cause the line was three. Sitting on and the line the
1: Ravens, right there. The Ravens
0: right had three point lead, so it would have been a push. Nobody would have won, except the last lateral to Landry Jones or to, to Jarvis Landry goes out the back of the end zone for a safety. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shay, walk us through your worst bad beat, and hopefully that wasn't it last night.
4: <laughs> Do you really want to know my worst bad beat? Yeah, worst. <laughs> I had a I had a twelve team parlay on Florida money line this weekend that I lost. <laughs> what? Eleven out of twelve Florida money line, which I didn't even need. I mean, it was like minus oh it was like minus ten or so, like minus oh. ten thousand or a thousand or something ridiculous. I didn't need it. I just wanted to add an extra leg to it. Money lined it and lost because of Florida. Oh,
2: shit.
4: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch football on Sunday. So <laughs> now I'm, I'm now I'm really mad at Florida. <laughs> wow,
1: really way to spend a lot of time yeah. on the Florida game, boys. That was great.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should I ask hey, that a ticket. <laughs> virtual hug, virtual hug your way. Uh, virtual hug. Oh, no. Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve teamer. Twelve teamer. And there, so was, no, there and was no
4: opportunity to hedge because the 12th game was actually the over on the BYU game, which started just after the Florida game. So there was no opportunity for me to hedge. And why would I hedge on Florida Moneyline?
1: You don't have to. It's a no-brainer, 23-and-a-half.
4: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Looking I'm ahead. A, I'm afraid um, to ask.
1: Just out of curiosity,
3: what does a 12-team parlay pay?
4: Well <laughs> – Put it this way. It was a lot of money. It was some money lines in there and it was a smaller wager. It was only a $25 bet, but it would have paid out nine grand.
0: Oh,
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh I mean, it's a lottery ticket, right? It's just yeah. 25 bucks, but it's still nine grand on what wow. you think is a sure thing that you didn't really need.
2: <laughs>
0: and, and what would 11 yeah. team parlay have paid out?
2: So you're not so I, forgiving. I don't know the math. you're not so uh you're not so forgiving of marco wilson quite yet right
4: not yet not yet no not well placed. i mean honestly it wasn't marco wilson it was the two turnovers in the red zone yeah. for trash that killed it at that point right. i was just hoping that florida lost the game <laughs> 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 it's just like i don't even care anymore just lose gamblers just get take bitter and angry they're like if my bet's gonna lose i want them to go down I want to go down, hard, right? <laughs> them down bad like <laughs> hey, one thing
0: look one thing looking ahead to next week uh two things actually um there's like still like 13, 14 teams still in, you know, well, more than that, because there's going to be seven teams in each league. So there's yeah. there's like 20 teams that still kind of have a chance with three weeks to go. And guys, I don't know how, you know, because NFL schedule comes out way early and then COVID with college football, there's two Saturday games this week. Yeah. Head, head to head with the bolt with the championship games. That's amazing. Um, Todd, your Buffalo plays at Denver at four thirty. game. They got to win, man. They can't lose momentum. Uh, Carolina plays at green Bay. Um, but Bill, what is your game of the week that you're kind of got penciled in, um, that you kind of want to watch? Cause I, you know, there's a fun one out in, in Arizona with two amazing quarterbacks, Jalen hurts going up against Kyler yeah. Murray.
1: Yeah, that, that, that would be, that's one of them. But then there's a part of me for whatever reason, Raiders chargers Thursday night. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I grew up on Raiders chargers. Remember I was a Raiders fan when I was in my early teens and then. You know when they cut Kenny Stabler, the Snake, I uh, went back to the Chargers, which just happened to coincide with Dan Fouts and Kellen Winslow and Charlie Joyner and Chuck <laughs> Muncie, <laughs> so it all worked out nicely. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I'll, I'll I'll be interested Thursday night just for the the spectacle of it. I'm not even sure where they play that one. Do you know where that's at? Is that going to be in the the black hole or is it going to be in?
2: Uh,
1: that's
0: so in. In Vegas. It's, yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be
1: fun. Boy, too bad that's that the crowds aren't there because having the Chargers and Raiders play again in, in Vegas, they just have this influx of fans from both cities, it'd be pretty fun. So
0: that's fine. My... How about you? You got a game on the radar other than Buffalo?
2: Uh sure. Um I, I you know, New Orleans is sliding a little bit. So we you know, Bill, be careful what you wish for. You have Atlanta, you know, two more lines. You're playing in Atlanta, and I think normal is sliding, and I think it's a hugely important game for Tampa Bay to uh, to to keep winning and maybe maybe steal the division, certainly ensure a, a playoff spot, right? right. So yeah, because right. that, that's kind of an intriguing. That kind of sticks out like a sore thumb for me. Okay. Those
0: sliding sliding Saints have um,
2: the best team in football coming in. Chiefs, right? Yeah. So yeah, this is a huge opportunity for Tampa. So obviously, I'm a homer, um, but that one I would circle is interesting. So Patrick
0: Patrick Mahomes versus Taysom Hill. Not exactly a great quarterback matchup. Mm. Hey, New Orleans
2: is a good team. I just think, you know, Casey's, gosh, what's the spread? Guess the spread, Sean.
1: Taysom's faster. Looking.
2: No? Okay. Uh eight. Three and a half only. Ooh. Sean, way off. So
1: yeah. Wow. wow. I'm not
0: good on the on the pros.
1: Yeah, you're a college guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shay, how about you? Any any games jump out at you?
4: Yeah, I got the um, the favorite Miami Dolphins <laughs> right at home against the uh, against the New England New England Patriots. Pats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian Flores is doing a great job in Miami. He's got a he's potentially a coach of the year candidate and um, opportunity to kind of knock the Patriots out of the playoffs and kind of dethrone them as the uh, the king of the AFC East. <clears throat> and I they got to keep. St-
2: uh, pace with Buffalo too, Miami, right? If they a, want a chance, they gotta they gotta keep winning.
4: I heard I heard
1: this. uh heard some guys talking about this. Might have been, um, oh, it might have been the herd, cow herd. But could you imagine Bill Belichick being this evil? Um, they sit Cam the last two weeks. They just sit him. They you know don't want to get him hurt. Everything's okay. Their last game of the season is against the New York Jets. If the New York Jets. Don't win a game. They're taking Trevor Lawrence. If the New York Jets somehow win a game and they tie, right? With the Bengals. Is it the Bengals? Yeah. They, they would. The Jaguars. I'm sorry, the Jaguars. Tie with the Jag. The Jaguars would get the first draft pick based on strength of schedule. And the Jets would get screwed out of their franchise quarterback, (laughs) at least in their mind. And then, because why would Belichick want to play Trevor Lawrence twice? And who else go down think about the other lamar not uh who else help me out here with the. the oh josh allen twice josh allen right and and tua, and tua twice and that's so it's it's a weird thing but just keep it in the back of your mind if somehow the jets beat the bats on the last game of the year they don't yeah. get trevor
0: and he has to play justin fields <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep those guys are those guys are singing for their food right so the, the nfl guys aren't going to throw games i mean i don't
1: uh, they they, they Guys are trying are, to win a if they job. Don't play with, to... If they don't play the right players, they're not going to give them a chance to win.
2: Right? So. Yeah, I'm, yeah and i yeah. Just a you.
1: thought. Just a thought. Thought it was funny. And
0: then obviously, Mal, you and I, big game circles on Sunday night. Uh, Browns at Meadowlands. I believe Browns early mm. four point favorites. Um, be interesting to see who plays at quarterback. Is it Colt McCoy? Um, Baker looked good last night, but that's a game now that Cleveland can't you know go tailspin now especially with, with Baltimore, uh, Baltimore plays Jacksonville um, at home. So that's good. You know, they're going to jump to nine and five. Uh, Brown's got to keep that one game edge on the uh, Ravens. So it could be a fun one two, two weeks in a row. Brown's in primetime. time. Um, and then Pittsburgh against Cincinnati, not really seeing that happening with a backup backup quarterback for Cincinnati, but, you know, had the, had the Browns won last night makes that bill's, or makes that Bengals-Steelers game a little more important because you imagine the Steelers losing five in a row to not win division um, would be would be shocking. All right, Shay, let's talk hoops. Uh, college hoops we haven't been paying much attention to with the seasons overlapping. I just got to say one thing to you. Luke Garza, how good is this guy? Yes, game?
4: he's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a grown man. He's 6'11", 265. And uh, he's a senior at Iowa. He could have gone overseas and made really good money for himself to season playing overseas, but he decided to come back to Iowa. And I mean, the kid's a monster, man. He's averaging like 29 and 10. Uh, there was one game earlier in the year where he had uh, 30 points at halftime. <laughs> wow. Like he's, he, he's a monster, man. I was ranked number three in the country, but he's, he's the real deal. Didn't they be he did, Duke? He remind you of though, Jay.
1: did they be Duke already this year? Iowa? They did. Yeah
4: yeah um oof, that's a great question who does is he, he remind a taller you of?
1: is he a taller zion williamson sounds like he's a, like you say
0: he's uh,
4: a- he reminds me <laughs> the no, way he he's plays more- of, of tyler hansborough
0: just that yeah. feisty. get it in the i don't care if you put three guys on me and elbow me in the face i'm taking this ball to the hole or i'm gonna get the rebound if i need it you know
4: i go i go tyler hansborough mixed with a younger mark gasol okay Touch. yeah just a wide frame he's gonna he's gonna get every rebound just just fundamentally sound in the post but he can stretch the floor and pass the ball as well i always got great shooters and um they're able to just get the ball to him in the post and if you double down he's gonna locate the open man and they're gonna knock down shots Yep. wow
0: speaking of grown men out out your way uh gonzaga not looking bad that's a good team
4: right there Gonzaga's a great team. Um, you got a good matchup on Saturday. If you guys got some time, Saturday morning, uh, Gonzaga versus Iowa, Saturday morning. Uh, That should be a real good matchup. Um, I really like the Saturday morning, that means 1
0: o'clock our time or what?
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm on the West Coast. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is a dream if you love watching sports. You just wake up in the morning and you got games until you go to sleep at night. So. Don't, don't, don't rub, rub it, it in. in Bill's face don't rub Still. it in Still
1: that's why I didn't Too see soon, Baker's Bill. comeback it was on at 11 40 fucking five
4: <laughs> um Gonzaga's got a kid Jalen Suggs he's a freshman out of Minnesota solid just solid he does everything fundamentally sound he um kind of reminds me of Jason Kidd a little to be mm-hmm. honest with you he can kind of do it all Go um but there's <laughs> yeah, Gonzaga is the number one team in the country. So it'll be fun to watch them play Iowa, who's ranked three. Uh that should be fun on Saturday. If it happens, fingers crossed. Yeah. It's been so many games canceled because of COVID this year. Um we talked about Gonzaga another interesting matchup last week that got canceled. Gonzaga and Baylor. Bay- Baylor got yeah. canceled because of a COVID outbreak. And Baylor is actually ranked number two in the country right now. And they probably have the most pro ready prospect in um Jared Butler. Uh, he's a wing guy, but he's going to play that two, that three. He can score at will and uh, just super long, super freaky athletic.
0: Um, two teams that haven't looked good, Duke and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky one and four. Um, not strong start. And really quickly, guys, before we go to NBA, Shea, which I know is your sweet spot, um, let's talk really quickly about Keontae Johnson. Florida, mm. Florida SEC preseason player of the year, collapses in the game against Florida State uh i did see the i did see the clip you know on social it's kind of scary face mm. first no arms just right to the floor uh turns out last you know three days he was in tallahassee he was in a medically induced coma i see on SportsCenter center or on espn right now he is um talking and he's facetimed the team so he's obviously you know recovering but still in in you know some concerning shape um obviously all, all you guys on this remember hank gathers you know that was um you know a memorable evening you know uh when that happened and went on to be a great story with Bill kimball you know his roommate and teammate shooting left-handed in the tournament um just a scary situation and, and you know added to the bad day for florida todd on on, on saturday yeah it puts
2: puts things certainly in perspective right yeah seeing seeing that's awful uh and, and we're getting old enough where i immediately flash back to hank gathers right i mean yeah. it was it was crazy
1: yeah
2: yeah that he's uh that he seems to be on the men so let's let's keep him you know keep him in our thoughts for sure yeah um anything else boys before we let shay give us our,
0: his preseason prognostications from the the league seems like it just ended literally seems like it just ended what <laughs> 60 60 days ago less
2: than that i don't
1: yeah. know if that's literally it <laughs> i think it did just end in the yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Shay,
0: got the uh, NBA champion, Lakers. Uh, I think the NBA really is just that they, they own Christmas, right? And they want to, the whole point was to be back by Christmas and kind of get back to some sort of semblance of a season, right?
4: Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, you had a little crossover this year. You got some Christmas Day options. The NFL decided to schedule a game on Christmas Day, which rarely ever happened. Wow. On a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, that should be interesting. But the Lakers are good, man. I, uh, I, I read an ESPN article where the GMs were actually polled around the league uh, who had the best offseason and the Lakers were voted for having the best off season. Um, they've got rid of, I mean, just to think about a team that, that, that that's coming off a, a winning a championship and, and you have two of the top five players in the league on the same team. And then you add guys like, like a Marcus Gasol and a, a Montrez Harrell and a, a Wesley Matthews for shooting and Dennis Schroeder who who's a scorer but also a lockdown defender at the guard position. It, the rich right? Just get richer. Yeah. He is. He was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. Shay, yeah. is Schroeder one of those
0: guys that you hate him unless he's on your team?
4: Absolutely. Dennis Schroeder is what Patrick Beverly aspires to oh. be. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pet, and I say that because he's a pest defensively, on ball defensively, but he's actually long, and he's a stronger player. Hmm. And he's been playing professional ball since he was 16 in Germany. So you you add all those things together with his ability to, to get to the rim and score, it's, it's a nightmare for smaller point guards in the league.
1: Who, who in the West is going to be – the biggest challenge for the Lakers Mavericks. Yeah. Is it Luca or is, I, it, is it Kawhi? I,
4: I disagree with the Mavericks only because with it being a shortened season, a shortened off season, uh, it limits, uh, it limits teams exposure to their players and, and players exposure to the medical staff. And you take a guy like Cor- uh, Porzingis, who's coming off two knee surgeries in the offseason. How much time does he really have to, to to get back and be able to compete with the bigs in LA? And if you take away Porzingis, you're not left with much on that roster other than Luca. Now, don't get me wrong, Luca's a force, but you're you're not left with a bench. You're not left with much of anything without Porzingis. I think uh, I think Golden State Golden State reloads. You got to think Golden State's rested. Back, in
2: you.
4: Yeah, yeah, and even without even with the Clay Thompson injury, you add in uh, Kelly Oubre who's a bona fide score. He can give you buckets and bunches. <clears throat> um, Andrew Wiggins is going to be with Draymond Green and, and Steph Curry. And then you bring in a guy like James Wiseman, who, if healthy, is probably uh, the steal of the draft, uh, who fits their system perfectly. And uh, the younger guys that they had, just think all the experience that they gained last year with with those stars being out.
0: Jay, Wiggins would be a senior in college this year, right? Uh, I think Wiggins has been in the league. Now, this uh, is his third year, I think. This is, or will this be his fourth year?
4: I have to check that. I think Wiggins is four or five. I think it might be five for Wiggins, actually.
0: Okay, all right. I'm just thinking the kid's still young and just you know hasn't had hasn't had a team. So, do you think the Kings have any any life?
4: Uh, I'm not a huge Kings fan. Uh, I tell you, the team that I am excited to watch in the West is Phoenix uh Phoenix I think is going to surprise a lot of people you look at a team like Phoenix and you bring in a veteran leader like Chris Paul and you pair him back with Monty Williams as a coach who Monty is a phenomenal coach who was Chris Paul's first coach when he came into the league in New Orleans um but then you you take uh you take DeAndre Aiden and you figure it's his second year in the league and he's more in shape and then you take a guy like Devin Booker who in the bubble was unstoppable um Phoenix didn't lose a game when they got to the bubble. Now, granted, they finished a, a game out of, the, uh, out of the eight seed, but they didn't lose when they got to the bubble. And you add in uh, uh, Chris Paul and, and, and some of those other pieces, and I think they'll surprise some people. Uh, Portland kept their core together, and I think they got a lot better as long as they can stay healthy. Um, we, I joke on here a lot with you guys about trust the process and what Philadelphia was building. But if you look back to to Hinkie as a GM when he was in Florida, I mean, when he was in Philadelphia, the process was Robert Covington. He was the first key to the process. Before there was NB, before there was Ben Simmons, it was Robert Covington. Robert Covington is like a plus-minus master as far as the NBA goes. And you're able to bring in a guy like Robert Covington and pair him on the wing with um, – Jones that came from Miami, and you got younger, you got more athletic, and you're able to keep your core together. Um, Portland should be fun to watch this year.
0: And, Shay, on the East, big news today. Uh, the Greek Freak signs a five-year extension to stay in Milwaukee, a $233 million deal. Uh, good for small markets. Um, you like it. You like him, and you like them in the East. You like Miami. Do you like the Nets? Who, who's your Who's your eyeballs on
4: out East? The Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> ah, what? <laughs> I was no, going to I, I, I know it sounds. I know it sounds really wild, and, and don't get me wrong. I you mean, did text me two East, weeks
0: ago and say that, though. You did text me two weeks ago and say that.
4: Yeah, I mean, the 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 crimp of the crop in the East is actually going to be Brooklyn. You look at Kevin Durant coming back and Kyrie Irving, and then the pieces they had last year. You bring in a, a coach like Steve Nash who's going to push the tempo and he's a player's guy. Like Brooklyn's going to be really good. But at the Atlanta Hawks bring in nine new faces. Um, and essentially they've got three starting lineups. <laughs> you bring in a Ray on Rondo, Gallinari, uh, Bogdanovich, and you're bringing these guys off the bench. They're not Mal, starting. Eyes up. He said, are we <laughs> serving food? <laughs> and, <Bogdanovich. laughs>
1: and don't forget broccoli rob
4: <laughs> yeah it's uh the atlanta hawks man they're gonna play up tempo and they're the golden state of the east they're gonna stretch the floor um last year they brought in a clint capella from houston uh you put clint capella in and um you put clint capella in and john the baptist <laughs> setting high ball screens and stretching the floor and you just surround them with shooters. It's going to really be a space and pace offense, which golden state invented. And they're the only team. I think that that can, that can actually play with Brooklyn in the East. You know, young is you Lloyd, the
0: only player that has the range that Steph does, right? I mean, legit pull it up from Dam- Damian
4: Lillard, Damian Lillard.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I put little... those three together. Yeah. Okay. Are you a Lloyd Pierce guy? Can he, Put it together, Shea, the coach? coach? Oh, I believe
4: in
1: Lloyd. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Okay. Hey, Sean, you're asking about Andrew Wiggins, how long he's been in the league? Yeah. Uh, Drafted in 2014, (laughs) 2014, the 2014-15 season. That means he played
0: freshman year at Kansas, right? Yeah. Um, That's hard to believe it because he got drafted by the Cavs, but then they quickly moved him. Time flies,
1: right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, let's go back and listen to our podcast the week of the week the nba shut down you know and we were thinking oh, wow. that, that seemed like it was years ago and that was 8 months ago you know so <laughs> yeah all right so shay you Shea, had what to do pick right think now,
3: about who's... james Hayden.
4: oh
0: yeah hard yeah. Harden, harden, excuse me we
3: can talk about it. so
4: that it's interesting you ask that um so from what i'm gathering from the league james harden will more than likely be moved but he will not be moved before February. February 6th is probably the earliest that he'll be moved. Um, just some contractual things that are going on. And if you're Houston, you're not pressed to move him right now, no matter how disgruntled he is. What incentive do you have to trade him right now? You wait until the season starts. You wait until one of the teams like um, like maybe a New Orleans or a Minnesota or a Philadelphia someone that that thinks they have a shot at actually competing fall out of the race and they're a little desperate because they know their window's closing and they're willing to give up maybe a a second first round pick that they were not, that they're not willing to give up right now.
0: Could you also go to a, a team that's better, but someone like, let's, let's say a Kyrie Irving goes down again with an injury. I mean, does that change things? If a big name goes down, if a Gordon Hayward thing happens like happened to him in Boston, right? I mean, that's, that's something you don't plan on, but could that be all of a sudden a all right, now we need him?
4: I think it's a possibility. I think the um I think the dark horse to to make a move like that would be a Los Angeles Clippers. Um, mm. a Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the Brooklyn rumors are out there, but I wouldn't be surprised if oh, man, I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans were willing were willing to make a move for him.
3: But does he want to get out of the West because he knows he can't be the Lakers and get to the finals. Does he want to get to an Eastern conference team?
4: I don't think that's the press. I I, I don't, I don't think he's pressed to get out of the West. I think he's pressed to get out of Houston. He doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild and he sees what's going on there as a rebuilding situation. Cause
3: I saw an interview with Steven Silas, I guess the new coach, that's his Mm -hmm. name, right? Yeah. And Silas was fairly positive about the interaction that he had with Harden once he showed up at practice.
4: The fact of the matter is this. The Rockets aren't that bad with Harden. You bring in a – you trade John Wall. You trade for John Wall and you get rid of a Russell Westbrook. You pair John Wall with the Boogie Cousins. And if both of those guys are healthy, you bring in a Christian Woods at power it You still have P.J. Tucker. You still have um, uh, Eric Gordon there as well. They're not that bad. And you put that with James Harden, I think they're still one of the top eight, top, top six teams in the West no matter how competitive the West is, but he does, you take an injury in that situation. What if boogie goes down or what if, what if John wall goes down, then it becomes a lot of mileage on James Harden. And does he really want to work that hard?
0: All right. Before we wrap up, Shay, you just said a lot of teams. Who's the worst team in the NBA.
4: (laughs) Still the Knicks. I'm going to go Detroit Pistons. Okay. Mal,
2: right. Mal, thanks you for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we'll see. Not bad though. Um,
2: all right, uh, let's the long
0: show, guys. Great, crochet. Sh- Sh- good to have you back, man. Chatting, we had a ton of stuff to talk about, though. I mean, literally, there was big games, there was big moments. Um, preseason starting up, we got hockey around the corner, Mal. When is hockey going to start? Have they said anything? Have they, I've not seen any official date yet
3: players are returning back to their cities they're talking about uh training camps starting right after the first of the year i heard that okay. today.
0: with maybe a february 14th start day, something like that early late january is kind of what they're shooting for oh, All right. Uh, short, short season try and finish in, in season. like yep yeah. and then try and get back on schedule okay all right let's go around the horn shay you're up buddy what do you got coming up this week
4: um i want to talk about Instead, I'll use this time to talk about the best. uh, Who had the best week last week? Gus Malzahn had the best week that I think a human could have last week. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that because Gus Malzahn's youngest child graduates from Auburn on Saturday with a master's degree. Um, He became a grandfather on (laughs) Sunday to his first grandchild. He won his last game as a uh, his last game of the season on the road. Um, as an SEC game um, danced in the locker room with his team got fired from his job but he's going to receive 10.7 million dollars within the next 30 days with another 10.7 million dollars in installments over the next three years that's a win <laughs> <laughs> that's a great week greatest week,
1: <laughs> greatest, week. greatest week ever
2: <laughs> you know what I, you know what I loved about it is he, the day before he was fired he had a good win and he was dancing with his players in the locker room so that what an he made i know it's not the wins and losses that auburn wanted but usually when you're fired it's kind of more, uh, um,
4: amongst a more disgraceful scenario but um good for him right yeah yeah anytime i can make 10.7 million dollars in 30 days that's uh, that's a great day yeah
0: <laughs> he and he and will muschamp cleaned up this offseason man
4: <laughs> and both of them coached at auburn how about that yeah <laughs> <Right? laughs>
0: That should be their new slogan. Come to Auburn. You'll make money when you, when you leave <laughs>
1: <laughs> the buyouts Anthony, are the best. To, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Mal,
3: yeah, we have a, uh, today's Tuesday. We have a uh, closing on Wednesday, a closing on Thursday, a closing on Friday, but uh, nice. I don't have, I don't have to do much for any of those. The hard work has been done. Um, I'm going to spend a little time this week, Sean, volunteering at a couple of different uh, food shelters. Uh The numbers of people, I don't know about what, I mean, from what I see on the news, it's pretty tough across the country, but it's very tough here in parts of Tampa. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to spend a little bit of time, uh, uh, just, uh, doing what I can to put some food on people's tables. Uh, and, uh, our, our office at Florida executive realty has adopted a family for Christmas. Um, and uh it's a uh a lo- really lovely family of seven children uh the oldest uh having uh some uh, neurological autism and neurological impairments uh so uh, a couple of us in the office are doing a little bit of shopping this week and filling the, the the wish list for uh a really wonderful family uh things like uh gas cards and and public gift cards and I don't even know what an A-N-I-M-E anime, I guess it's some sort of a
1: anime of a yeah anime. Thank you. Uh, so I think it's I'm Japanese, gonna be learning about uh, that. It's yeah. a cartoon
3: kind of like cardish gamey thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm gonna learn a lot about that and, and buy some of that. So I'm just gonna do what I can to give back to our community a little bit this week uh, and let real estate kind of take care of itself.
0: Nice, man. Good for you. All right, Bill. I'm going to give you an option. Do you want to follow that, or do you want to double down and risk following Todd?
2: Double
1: down. down. (laughs) I, I don't. That's amazing. Because I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to double down and follow Todd Mininger. All right, Todd. Bring it on.
2: Awesome. Hey, Mel. That's uh, first of all, uh, happy anniversary to you and your lovely bride.
1: There he goes. Thank you, buddy.
2: That's amazing. yeah, you're, you're, you're better than I am. I, uh, I like to donate money to the Atlanta Community Food Bank. Um, I think with every $10, you feed 400 people, but for you to go down and volunteer, that's, that's awesome. So congratulations on that. Um, Sports-wise, tomorrow when you're bored, because we're at home working, um, one o'clock on NBCSN, we have Arsenal, uh, Southampton, but that's the, that's the entree, that's the, that's the undercard. Uh, Liverpool is playing Tottenham, uh, tied for a top of the table. Spurs. Uh, Tottenham owns the gold differential. Um, so it is in Liverpool. So three o'clock tomorrow, as you get your work done, uh, go ahead and flip it on and, and go Reds. Go go Liverpool for sure. So um, just uh, today, I think I told you all in pregame, uh, mom and dad would have celebrated their 64th anniversary today. So uh, having a lot of good thoughts um, about them. And, and as I discussed, uh, uh, glad that I'm, uh, honoring them and, and, a little more happy than I've been, uh, in, in the last couple months, um, still have some sad moments, but, uh, just super proud to be their son, miss him, a, miss him a ton and, and, uh, waves of great, great thoughts are coming over. Um, work-wise, Sean, I'm going to finish strong. i um, going to tidy up this year. And then, uh, I'm a huge gratitude guy. I'm a huge kind of, uh, live in the moment, zen, um, you know, try to uh, experience. But I'm going to focus really hard um, on purpose uh, in the coming year, right? Um, I think you guys all do a great job of doing it. But I'm going to, uh, of course, be grateful what I have, but um, uh, step it up and really uh, be purposeful in all of my actions. Um, and I think I do a pretty good job, but I think that there's there's room for improvement um, for me. So that's, that's kind of a nutshell what I'm looking for in 2021. So... Um, enjoy the holiday season. And I can't wait to, uh, talk to y'all next week. Bill, what you got? Todd?
1: That's, that's why I don't gamble, Sean. Cause I just, can't. <laughs> <win>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. So on the podcast this week, <laughs> the real estate sessions, I interview Sam's, um, stock, uh, I'm going to mess up her last name.
0: Sam Stalkis. Sam's. Stalkis. Yes.
1: Sam, <laughs> Sam Stalkus, who uh, had a, a really unfortunate incident happen during a showing about three and a half months ago. She fell down. She admits this herself in the in, in her video she did that went viral, that she's a big girl and her dress completely covered up over her head and everything was exposed to a gentleman she was showing the house to. She tells the story on a, on a Facebook live video and it received over 15 million views because she can't stop laughing. Um, I just dive into that story and we find out that she ends up showing him another house after that, after that display, she ends up selling him a house of only him and his fiance. Uh, It's just really interesting lady. And she's done some really cool, you know, she's new in the business and, and uh, which I like talking to people that have had something like that happen to them. So it was fun. Um, Work wise, I have uh, three interviews tomorrow. We're looking to hire two salespeople this week. uh, So we're ready to go the first of the year. Uh, it's been a bit, it's been a challenge and a chore to try to find people that are the right mix of tech and real estate and culture and all those things we're looking for. Uh, so that's been fun. And, uh, and then this week is hackathon. And Sean, I know you participated in the last hackathon. at yeah, rate my yeah. Agent. They actually closed down for the last two days, uh, because in Australia, Christmas is in the summer. So they are all taking off a minimum of one week, most of them two weeks, and some of them three weeks. They shut down the entire country in Australia. I found out, and we've got some people up here going like, I, "I'm stuck home during COVID. What, I'm just going to keep working. Why, why would I take vacation to to walk out to the couch, right?" So, uh, anyways, um, hackathon is 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 is, is um their Friday, our Thursday night at eight thirty Eastern <laughs> till ten thirty p.m. Eastern. And I, uh, I recruited a coach or a, a judge. You did it last time, Sean. So I wanted somebody different. And uh, it's uh, Jay Thompson out of Aransas Pass, Texas. Nice. Uh, the fisherman is going to be the ju- one of the five judges in the uh, competition for the best hack. And just to really bore everybody here, um, the hack that I'm, I'm participating on the team is we, we've, we really want to integrate BombBomb Bomb into Rate My Agent. So Anthony, you could record a video that you would send off to the person instead of the text saying, Hey, would you leave me a review? Instead? It could be a video from bomb bomb. So, um, we, we, we got two developers on our team and they they swear they can make it work. And so we're going to do that. So that's, uh, that's the plan. Nice, man. Yeah.
0: All right. For me to wrap it up. Um, first of all, I want to a, give a huge kudos to Bill Risser with an assist to Todd and Anthony. I just finished watching all 10 episodes of Ted Lasso in the last uh, 36 hours on Apple TV. It's outstanding. Uh, I'm having dreams of Keely Uh, (laughs) dreams of, of, of Rebecca. It's a great show. The character development's fantastic. It's just fun. Shay, if you haven't watched it, Ted Lasso on Apple TV, Jason Sudeikis plays a American football coach who goes to coach soccer in England,
1: not Um, just soccer. EPL
0: oh, soccer football EPL. It's funny. It's it's endearing. The, the dart game. The dart
1: game is amazing.
0: The dart game. <laughs> you know, the, the most underrated character 13. in the show is reminds me of Todd. It's Coach Beard. Oh um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: He's fantastic. I think
1: I, mean, I think Anthony and I we both agree that it's the lasso mentality is Todd. I mean that's just that's Todd. Todd would be
0: oh,
2: Ted yeah. Lasso. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm blushing,
0: Amy. Tart, 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 Calm down. That's
2: great. I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's so good. So
1: Have you, um, you got to check it out, Shay. Super funny. Super good. Yeah,
0: super cool. It's good. It's really good. And Jason Sudeikis is just some of the lines. It's kind of like The Simpsons that you hear the line about four seconds after he says it. Yep. I mean, the whole we're talking about practice, you know, and then you, you know, it's so good. But because the British fans aren't going to know that what that's from, you know, and. Some of the, just the jokes and it's great. Um, other thing I come up this week uh, and you guys all uh, three of you guys helped me on it. Um, the uh beer letters is hitting mailboxes. Oh, and so I'm getting some great texts
1: from,
0: from people saying, Oh, this is great. Shay, I'm delivering beer. All the, everything's shut down. And so I can't invite my clients out for beers. And so I picked eight different beers from our local breweries. I sent something out and I said, just because can't meet up for beers doesn't mean we can't support our local breweries so pick from one of these six packs and i'll deliver it to you and we can have a socially distanced beer on your porch or driveway or garage and uh and so the the responses are coming in on what kind of beer they're selecting so it's kind of fun
1: how how many are you up to that's cool
0: uh i have have, let's see i have uh, uh nine so 51 still to hear from.
2: Jeez. Wow. Send out 60. It's going to be a good drunk holiday for you, man. A drunk <laughs> out. Holiday. Send out 60. Uber can sponsor you and you can go to client to client. Right? <laughs> exactly, right? I'll do a Facebook Live. Um, but a lot of fun. And, and by the way, I had
0: my last uh, official webinar of the year today. Our, our buddy George Krause in uh, New Jersey had me on with him and his, his uh, other office in Westfield, New Jersey. I did a presentation. I'm going to start over the Christmas holidays. I'm going to start doing some more Carps Corner conversations on Facebook Live, uh, just to keep my face out there in front of people. Uh, and then tell it, me, you guys can
1: tell me you, you counted. Can, you've the, counted how many the, webinars? How many webinars have you done? This um, in, in I think COVID
0: today was 100, 133. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Since March. <laughs> Since March. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. Now, now that's that's now that's not counting <clears throat> stare downs. But that's counting any time I was on a, a Zoom product with with an audience. Um, yeah. So I had Facebook. I Live, had you for
1: ten of them, right? Ten or 12, lost lyrics.
0: Oh, easily, easily. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did that many. You know, with you. So, been a blast, guys. Long, long day. Shay, good to see again. Yeah. Always fun. And, uh, and and your 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 NBA knowledge. I don't know if you guys were thinking the same thing, but I'm thinking like he's got to have the rosters up over his laptop. Yeah.
1: You were reading somewhere. it, right? Like every roster, <laughs> it's
0: I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, he's going—he's going too deep on the on the Rockets. You know, turn your and iPad Jesus. around.
1: I want to see the whiteboards. <laughs> I want to see the whiteboards.
2: <laughs> Jay's forgotten more NBA than all four of us know combined. All four right? of <laughs> us. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, listen, we're gonna hang out after we stop recording. But for the stare down audience, if you're still with us, first of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, uh, on behalf of Shay, Anthony, Todd. And Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.